You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Broadcast, coming at you not live all over your front quarters. I'm Vince Mancini, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the irregular regular. Mr. Matt Lieb. One lump, 
one bomb. Let's get together and eat some ass. What's up, everybody? It's me, Matt Lieb. Very nice. Yeah. That was you know, uh, uh, reggae. It's, uh, yeah, that's Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great reggae artist of our time. Uh, sadly, uh, he died from foot cancer. Wasn't it? Wait, wasn't it throat cancer? Didn't he have cancer on his foot at first, and then he like didn't get it treated, and it became other cancers? Oh yeah, and it goes straight to your throat. Was... That always happens. Yeah, yeah, foot and mouth cancer. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I uh I I think I heard that when I was like in high school or something, and you know there are like little bits of trivia that are from high school that you're just like, yeah, that sounds right, and then you just move on and never question oh, yeah. it. Like Rod um, Stewart getting his stomach pumped of cum. Marley was diagnosed with a type of malignant melanoma under a toenail. Contrary yeah. to urban legend, this lesion was not primarily caused by an injury during a football match. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember hearing that, too. Yeah. Melanoma. Huh. I thought it was yeah. throat cancer from all the weed, but maybe uh, they just... How did you get that under your toenail? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. How... Yeah. <laughs> how... No. Oh, and our guest today... <laughs> you know her, and you love her. She is a broadcast favorite. Jessica Seeley is here. I'm really worried now because I, I always wear toenail polish to hide what's under, but maybe what I'm hiding under could is be cancer. a problem. No, you need, the, you need the fungus to eat the cancer, like uh, penicillin. Mm. Well, <laughs> that I have. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Um, unlike other melanomas, usually on skin exposed to the sun, acral lentiginous melanoma occurs in places that are easy to miss, such as the soles of the feet or under the toenails. Although it is the most common melanoma in people with dark skin, it is not widely recognized and was not mentioned in the most popular medical textbook of the time. Jesus. Dang, dude. Dang. Well, that makes me worried because I got weird feet, man. I mean, I don't have lesions or nothing, but there's like little parts on it that I'm like, what's that? And I'm mm. just like, it's probably nothing. And now I'm like, it's cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I, ha- I go to the dermatologist like constantly, basically, oh, and be like, nice. this is this has got to be weird, right? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I mean, it's ugly, but it's fine. Yeah. I feel like that's what dermatologists always do. Where right? I go and I'm like, hey, what's the deal with this? Is this bad? Am I like, can you remove this? And they're like, nah, you're just like getting old. That's like a thing that people get when oh, they get yeah. old. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You I guys have literal any... barnacles. Like I'm a yeah, fucking... me too. <laughs> yeah, I have a skin tag. I get skin I, tags. I get the. I get the. I think they're called like port wine. No, that's the. Anyway, there's like these little dots on my scalp that the. You fucking... get wine wine dots on your scalp. I forget what You're they're so called. Italian. They have like a food name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have a food <laughs> name. I have an no, Italian I have a food red. name one too. I have a food name. I've got um. I don't think it's bright enough in here to show you guys. I have too much glorious hair, mm, but yeah. um, but I've got a bright red bump on my head that's called a ch- cherry angioma, and I like to think of it as the little cherry on top of my Sunday. Yeah, maybe Aww. that's what I have. I think that's what I have too. Like the, the when the hairdresser like runs a comb through it, do they nick it Ooh. sometimes and have it bleed? Ooh. So if you want, you can say to the dermatologist, "My hairdresser's nicking it." And it's causing pain. Can you take it off? And insurance should cover that. Hmm. I should do that. Not, but like with, I have various moles now that I'm just like, I. Th- they're always like, 
see if it's a different size and i'm like i don't fucking i can't i don't know if the mole on my back is bigger or not i have to have Dude. like francesca yeah. measure it what do you, you know just draw you know. <laughs> just draw on it with like one of those uh fine pointed sharpies and just like draw the outline and then if get the, a tattoo yeah get a permanent tattoo and then if it gets bigger than the tattoo then you know you're fucked Damn. Dude, one time I had MRSA on my butt, mm. and um, they my, kept, my brother had that. They kept on his butt. Yeah, on his like butt. Like MRSA or just staff? Uh, well, it was um antibiotic resistant. Oh, okay. So that's MRSA. Damn, and dude. they they had to keep. I had it for like months and months. They kept trying to get rid of it, and there was just constant pen drawings around where it was. Oh wow! I had Damn, a, like uh, a bullseye on your butt. Yeah, I I had to go to the hospital for a staph infection like five years ago, Uh, and then when I was so I had a a staph infection in my knee, and I stayed in the hospital overnight while they gave me all the drugs for it. Hell yeah! And then all the skin peeled off my leg. It was pretty cool. So then I went back like a week later for a follow up. I was still on crutches, and Mm -hmm. uh, this is when I was living in San Francisco, and so I was in. A, uh, in the back of an Uber and it was kind of a smaller one. And since I couldn't bend my left leg, I had to just like sit sideways across the right, back right, seat right. without a seatbelt on. And uh, my Uber driver was like getting flustered looking for the uh, hospital. Cause I guess, I mean, it's a little hard to find, but whatever. So sure. she's on Geary and she's but like, you're a driver, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Use your phone. A taxi driver could find this no problem. <laughs> right. right. But we, we disrupted either, that. You either want to do this job or you don't want to do this job. <laughs> Yeah, Figure this is this is before okay, Biden's I... giveaway to uh, uh-huh. fucking irresponsible mm-hmm. college students. Millennials quiet quitting by not knowing where yeah. hospitals. She are. was quiet. I do kind of hate it when an Uber driver is telling me they're confused and they're like, "Where? I don't know where to go." And I'm like, "I, yeah. I mean, I'm paying you. I don't know why you're <laughs> yeah. talking, like asking you're, me." You're, you're supposed to be the expert here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or it's like when. Uh, checkout baggers are like how many bags do you want i'm like i don't i don't know dude i can't yeah. like fucking what's your just, system what do I, I you think i can just eyeball groceries and tell you how many bags it needs that's that's what yeah. you guys do so anyway she's getting flustered and then she busts the left on geary and uh, right in front of a car fucking oh. smashes <laughs> smashes into a car <laughs> i like my face oh my hits God. my face hits the uh the back of the headrest i split my lip open um, but the best part was like, there's this huge accident, you know, in the middle of Geary, which is like where a lot of businesses and stuff are. Sure. So people come out, are coming out of businesses to like, see what happened. I love and, that. And I pop. What's popped, going on? I How pop, could this be? <laughs> yeah. And so I pop out of the Uber and I'm on crutches. Uh, cause I was going to the hospital for my knee and everybody's confused right. about how, like I was on crutches already <laughs> like you yeah. were just a scammer yeah. <laughs> look, look how injured i yeah. am from this accident. or that like i hopped into a time warp and things were like happening yeah. in reverse or some it's shit like, like a really dumb scammer yeah. like, i love it immediately yeah you come out of the car with a neck brace already yeah full on. body cast on and you're just like police yeah and then and then the driver was like she was trying to do the thing where you blame the other person for an accident that's very obviously your fault. Where she's like, "Oh yeah, you were going so fast. He was going so fast. Wasn't he going fast?" And I was like, I- mm. "I'm out of here." And I was ho- yeah. just hobbled off on the crutches. I- yeah. I- 
Yeah. Tell us Sorry, the I gotta, from State Farm. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Tell Chris Sorry, Paul gotta, about uh, this. Not go my to problem. the hospital for two things now. So, <laughs> so yeah. Slow from Progressive, who I heard is a huge biatch, according to TikTok. Really? Oh, is she really? Now when I watch progressive commercials i'm like god that flow's a bitch what did she do TikTok, did tiktok cancel flow what happened to flow <laughs> yeah well she she was like ordering tacos from the sky working at a taco stand uh-huh. and she wouldn't even talk to him and she kept having her assistant talk oh, to him and was like and i guess like the the guy who was making the tiktok was like eh, do you want like salsa whatever you know and there's she video would, of this no, but he oh. was talking about it because there was a trend that was like, "What's who has treated you the worst?" And a, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a yeah. whatever. And one of them was Flo. <laughs> but you know, we we don't know if that's true, but that would be a really weird one to make up and try to drag. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> To be fair to Flo, like she lives in a gilded prison. Like she, she does. I know. She <laughs> has the best worst job in the world, which is that exactly. you're like you're exactly. completely rich yeah. for working probably like three days a year, which is right. awesome. But you also are like trapped in a job where you're guaranteed to have nothing but people saying the dumbest shit in the world to you right. every day and every time you go outside. And she's, she's like, literally... I studied Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. She... yeah. She's contractually obligated not not to do other jobs. Like I think yeah. uh, someone said they saw her in an independent film a few years ago, and I was like, "Oh, good for her," because you've just yeah. like you know, just a little bit of daylight in that fucking gilded prison. Yeah, now, most of the time they are contractually barred from doing right, other because jobs. They, they become like the face of the company, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Listen, we'll pay you a fuck ton of money to not work." And while that mm-hmm. does sound like dope to a regular person, um, to if you're actually in that situation, I'm sure it's a kind of a nightmare because it's just yeah, you just want to be like, like, "Hey, it's Flow." You're famous yeah. for like selling. Insurance. You just want to be like it's drunk not- in Golden Gate Park, and then every time you do, someone takes a fucking cell phone video and then like tag tweets progressive, being like, "Is this you?" Yeah, and it just also- and it's not like you have like uh, you know, when you're old and sick and dying on your deathbed it's not like you have like a body of work to look back on and be like (laughs) oh i made a lot of art in my day and so you know it's just like yeah that's the thing is there's no point to being like an actor or whatever if it's not going to be fulfilling in any way like the whole reason we choose this lifestyle is we're like we're going to give up you know like all the things stability insurance uh-huh. like all this stuff. emotional like, wellness <laughs> paid off student loans yeah so, yeah i'm just like if i'm gonna do that why not why not just be an accountant or whatever it, yeah it really is the ultimate monkey's paw situation you know like like that's something where well, are you, you still you allowed get, to say that you can say monkey's paw no, i'm just yeah, kidding that's, that's, <laughs> all right are you i don't ask. know what that is <laughs> Oh, the monkey's paw is like a short, uh, scary story about like uh, you you wish on the monkey's paw, and it's like a be careful what you wish for type thing. You wish it feels for a little thing. otherizing. Like monkeys clearly have hands. Like it's not a paw. It's not like that's they actually have... a good point, and you know? I never thought about that. So maybe we should cancel monkey's paw. But yeah, it's while a monkey's it's hand. Canceled. It's a monkey's hand. Um, but basically, it's like you make a wish, and then um, the you know the monkey the monkey's Pause. Lawyers are like, I found the loophole. Yeah, the mischievous they, you know, little monkey. He's like, I yeah, tricked you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like, you get your wish comes true, but in the worst way possible. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the situation with anyone, any actor who becomes like 
the flow of the you know the whatever industry they're shilling for because yeah that's it it's like she probably wish on a monkey's paw i want to be a famous actor and she got it but why why are flow commercials insurance commercials always the worst like by, they're easily the worst genre of commercial i and- know it's not bad sometimes oh oh the one the one with kevin oh, is funny Which yeah one? that one's good there's one with it's kevin Kamiya where the one on the boat oh. They're in um, like an Arctic thing and mm-hmm. like an Arctic study room and they can't go outside because it's the Arctic, but someone's singing karaoke and mm. Kevin just like starts walking out into the snow and they're like, Kevin, don't, no. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's kind it's of pretty funny. good. Yeah. It's one I of mean, the Geico ones I like, but Jake from State Farm to me is really just like, what? We put a red shirt on someone and that's the end. Yeah. yeah it's better than the i guess it's is it state farm and there's just like a handsome guy who's their who's their spokesperson now and he's sort of like completely yeah, bland farm. completely bland in every way except he's just like a nice I don't really, guy i, don't really I guess mind, I don't know. Um, at least flo's got a shtick is what i'm saying i don't really mind the serious one that's like i which i, I think it oh is it family it's a family thing i don't know that one really heartfelt uh it's like are you in good hands yeah nationwide mm. wait state wait which is the i think doesn't matter is, but it's kind of like oh this feels like they really care they're like oh, your dad's nice. dying of cancer good thing he has insurance good good thing he has snoopy insurance whatever <laughs> and I'm that like is crying yeah yeah <laughs> you know, in terms of actors who are like definitely wished on the monkey's paw, John Wilkes Booth, I think number one, because no, he's dude. like he he was wished he on the monkey's paw. Yeah, he's like, he, I like not to be only the was he famous- an actor, he was like he was like a famous actor. He was like he was like if Johnny Depp before he beat up Amber Heard, uh, like just shot the president one day. But then if uh, if John Wilkes Booth then sued Abraham's wife. Mm-hmm. For defamation, <laughs> if only <laughs> just suing. Su- what is what is her name? Mary Todd suing Mary yeah. Todd. <laughs> just be like, first of all, she crazy. Okay, uh, yeah. Which is true, she pooped on the floor. Yeah, did shoot she, her. She pooped on the floor one time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's make some memes about how she pooped herself. It yeah. sucks being a mentally ill woman because it's like you poop on the floor <laughs> one time and then anyone can do anything to you for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah, like if you cut if I cut hair like... one time, I'm not a barber, but suddenly I shit on the floor once and I'm floor shitter for the rest of my life. Yeah. I can't write love me in blood on a mirror one time without people thinking I'm a weirdo. Come Dude, on. Johnny was the one to do that, I thought. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it sounds more like a Johnny thing. It does. It does. <laughs> he he said, because uh, something about how she did something that cut his finger and it was bleeding profusely. Right. She hit him with a vodka bottle, wasted, supposedly, so or a was... pint glass or something. Yeah. 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 So then he was like, and then I was putting my blood on the wall so and she, was, could, uh, see, so she could see what she did or something. And I was like, wow, you I... sound really normal as well. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I drew a swastika on the wall so that she could... Uh, <laughs> see that what she was doing to me was like what the Nazis did to the Jews. Yeah, maybe she would uh, r- recognize the horrors of uh, the Third Reich. Yeah. So, um, uh, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, gotta go. Got any cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, okay. 
So, you know, speaking of people getting dragged on TikTok, we did have a follow-up oh, yeah. from from last week. Uh, so we talked about um, the New York Times film critic who panned Bodies, Bodies, Bodies and like yes. ha- mentioned offhand uh, it, something about that, it being that, an advertisement for too, cleavage. Right. There were too many boobies, boobies, boobies and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, um, and so she immediately posted the DM from... She she got an, a, a DM from Amanda Stenberg who's in the movie and apparently mm-hmm. shown off her cleavage, and uh, and she she posted it you know making it she wanted to make it like a teachable moment like how right, how dare someone DM- with this kind of social power try to use it against me um, right then it was a DM though yeah exactly that doesn't really apply because you posted right. the DM not her like exactly if anyone's yeah, invoking is, social power here it was you it is 100% you yeah and and what she wrote was like maybe if you spent less time looking at my cleavage or something like that it was a shitty DM but who cares yeah it was something where it was just like it was a, a butthurt actor uh, who hates you know the review which is like a thing that happens sometimes yeah it was not as threatening as some dms that film critics may or may not have gotten from famous people um but so anyway (laughs) (laughs) so anyway people then found uh this awesome tiktok from that uh well well, then then but we need to mention then when she posted the dm she said um that wow uh what did she say the massage or the uh homophobia is coming from inside, inside the, the house. house, yeah, claiming that Amanda's uh, comment about her enjoying breasts was coming from a place of homophobia rather than a place of like calling out kind of a misogynistic take. Yeah, it which, was uh, it was it was a lesbian on lesbian pissing contest, but I don't think the fact yes. that either of them being lesbian had anything to do with Wait, the pissing are they contest. Both? Amanda is also gay. Yes, I believe so, or bi or oh, something. Wow. Okay. Wow. So this. Wow. So but, so, so this film reviewer posted a TikTok. Yes. Well, I think this is an old TikTok. I think she's like sort of a semi-prolific TikToker. Oh God. <laughs> uh huh. So this is this is her. That make me particularly well suited for this line of work. The second part is all the things I've done to get where I am, which might be slightly more replicable for you guys. Part one: those four things. Number one, and perhaps the most crucial thing, is that I'm a very talented writer and I'm particularly skilled in the art of cultural criticism. This oh. is my therapist will be gobsmacked that I said something so self-affirming in such a public venue. However, uh, I think that we all just have to accept at this point that it is true. I come from a family of writers. I'm a reader. Writing has come naturally to me for my entire life. Oh, I've received God. awards and praise and other forms of success for it. My mommy and daddy love me and say I'm very talented special girl. <laughs> Oh my God! Arts criticism is a very particular form of writing that I seem to just be naturally good at. You're, it is an art just form, natural. just like screenwriting and poetry writing. Two kinds of writing that I cannot do to save my fucking life are art forms. And I have never received any kind of formal schooling in arts criticism, but here I am again. Not a flex, eh. just a fact. The first thing I ever wrote for the New York Times, I wrote at 24 years old. It was barely edited, and it made the front page of the culture section. So, oh my god! That's what I'm oh my with. god! The second thing, which is also really important for arts criticism, is that I have a point of view. Arts criticism is not about saying whether something is good or it's bad. You should watch it or you shouldn't watch it. It is about having something to say. It's very possible you followed me or found this page because you think I have something interesting to say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn, that's crazy! Something to say? Yeah. Right, you're telling me. Hold on. <laughs> You're telling me that a, an opinion is about when you have a viewpoint about a thing that you saw or read or listened to? Dude, 
This is like, you can tell she, she didn't go to school. Here's what I heard. Here's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, I'm very privileged. I come from a very privileged <laughs> place. I have done a lot of therapy to affirm my stuff. Here's my, <laughs> here's my work in therapy. Uh, you're welcome. And it's yeah. like, yeah, do affirm yourself, but like, not, not in a front-facing video that you yeah, put not on. Yeah, publicly. And yeah. that is, it's, it's so clear because that this is that like, I'm sure this came out before this whole thing happened, but it probably came from a place of like some commenter who was just like, "You're not that great." Yeah. And she's like, "Actually, I'm pretty fucking amazing." Don't. So, I think the lesson here is don't make clapping back at your haters your entire personality. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. If there's ever a lesson to be learned from this infuriating video. I mean I said there wasn't a teachable moment here but maybe uh, maybe there actually is there's one there's yeah a there's a single teachable moment yeah I love that it, like she she's literally... her whole her whole affect reminds me of Alton Brown uh from the Food Network and why I fucking yeah. hate Alton Brown Alton Alton Brown just reminds me of a of a nerd who discovered cocaine which is like the worst combination where it's like he has yeah. some important things to say but he's just like he's sort of just like motor mouth reciting it to me with like a completely flat affect where i'm like I, right something's wrong with you why are you doing this uh right. why have you cornered yeah. me like this <laughs> just the worst guy at a party yeah, telling yeah. you about a recipe yeah yeah this I, is, this I sent is this the... to one of my editor and we were both like yeah this is exactly why i moved out of brooklyn and it's oh, like yeah totally yeah so you think you're gonna go and it's gonna be oh cool it's gonna be a bunch of other you know like professional intellectuals and and uh, and fellow writers that's we're gonna be among my people and then you realize and, oh and you realize, i'm terrible we're all really right, bad i don't want to ever exactly. hang out with myself yeah being among your people is possibly the worst thing you could choose to do in your life <laughs> yes yes it's just like it's like every time i you know do a comedy show and i'm like ah me and comedians and then like <laughs> just hanging in the green room with people and i go like oh we're all degenerates <laughs> We're all bad. We have bad brains and we talk about our bad brains on stage. We do. That's not. We do bits to each other. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, but this is like a particular type of uh, intellectual or it's it's like a vein or like a genre of like TikTok people in which like the whole thing is like, wow, it's really brave of you to put yourself out there and say you're fucking awesome. <laughs> And talk yeah. about I'll talk about all the cool shit you did and how you're just naturally gifted at mm -hmm. stuff. I and think, like, yeah, ugh. I think social media sort of turned us all into Donald Trump a little bit. Like, yes, where Donald Trump's like, if they can, if they can do this to me, where they, if they can, if they can accuse me of selling nuclear technology to the Saudis, they could do it to you. And mm -hmm. it's like, uh, no, I, I don't think, think so. so. You're not always like the perfect stand-in for society. Oh God! If, if mm. I have a uh, I have a thesis, mm. uh, yes. social media is not good. <laughs> right, I, I agree. Yeah, no. I agree completely. I mean, I just like I I noticed this. I think there's too many people. I think who think they're stand-ins for the rest of society. They think they are a relatable human being. Mm -hmm. Um, but they that are just your like struggle with some hater who told you you suck is, uh, right. is everyone's struggle. Yeah. Like we've all been there and this is, this is bigger than just me and this hater. This is a societal issue in which people are hating on all of us for being mm -hmm. awesome. And, uh, I mean, that's like a lot, a lot of people think they are like, I am the representative of everybody of America or everybody in this like 
particular you know type or class of people and um like social media is just like back that up to the point where i like like the response among what i would consider like normies about the ten thousand dollar student debt relief thing has been so funny because you just see like regular kind of non-political people who all feel like they have um are entitled to an opinion about it are all just at the same time being like, oh, well, why don't you, have you considered paying your own bills like I did? <laughs> How about that? I'm everyone. And I'm just like, God damn, these fucking people. It's they great. All think it's great because it puts them in a position to like humble brag about shit that no one in the world cares about. Like, right. Yeah. I, I lived in a van down by the river and ate ramen noodles while you were out eating avocado toast and riding around <laughs> to bike parties with your friends. And it's like, Sounds cool, like loser. <laughs> you probably need to go to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Avocados have a ton of potassium more than mm-hmm. top ramen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very healthy for it. It I sucks when society has winners and losers, it. doesn't it? God. But yeah, it's just like, oh, this this woman in particular is like just she's grading because she reminds me of what i think whenever i read an op-ed mm. uh, or any arts criticism anything coming from the new york times or the new yorker i'm like this is the person who writes it and i don't want to support this that's, I mean, that's how i feel it's like it's like that internal voice when you when you when you try to um when you try to convince yourself why you like don't have imposter syndrome or whatever right but you don't have to tell that to other don't people. Do it out that's loud. that's for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, I don't know. I find it distasteful when mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. It's very are, crass. Are are very braggy about the fact that both their parents are writers and therefore they have natural right. Yeah, ability like shut to, the fuck. To it's weird look to, at art. It's weird to like sort of brag about not having uh, formal schooling and arts criticism in the same breath as you say that your yeah. parents are both writers. Like, okay, what do we? Yeah, what am so I supposed you, to take from yeah, that? Yeah, do you want do you want that, a credit for you want credit for being self-made and being a like and being uh having a pedigree at the same time? How's that possible? I think it's someone who's just like it's genetic as to why I'm so talented at telling you <laughs> that um fucking, bodies 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 is bodies, bullshit. Bodies bodies got too many titties. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's too many tits insane. is not quite the art that I'm yeah, looking for. Yes, slightly art... less tits and a little more ass. I think yeah. would be the order of the day. A ratio of equal parts tits and ass <laughs> would be preferable to me personally. <laughs> I give this three out of five stars. <laughs> Everybody knows the taste is in the ass. <laughs> just the idea of like taking i give criticism. this a c plus far below my own grade point average when i was at smith uh, <laughs> oh and just never brag about your parents making a special little boy or girl yeah don't you know? brag about your parents in general i think yeah yeah um but you know what guys that's not the only news out there we also oh, no way. we also got some cool news what else are you going to annoy me with? No. Yeah. Well, supposedly Sylvester Stallone, uh, there was a story that his 25-year marriage was ending because he wanted to get a dog and his wife didn't want him to get a dog. 
damn that that okay <laughs> yeah uh sylvester still oh and also he has a movie out this week which makes me a little suspicious that uh is is it a movie about dogs or no divorce? it's not but <laughs> okay but it does make me suspicious <laughs> that like it, that it seems like, like that would be like you getting out of the car and crutches it makes me think he has like brilliant pr people where they're like okay he's got he's got a movie coming out and he's also getting divorced how can we spin this in like the coolest way ever that's uh, like the best the most wholesome divorce ever just like yeah. i just love puppies yeah, yeah i just like yeah, dogs. just wanted people. to get a puppy and this fucking bitch won't <laughs> let me get a dog yeah i'm uh, deathly allergic i don't care bitch i'm so better to alone <laughs> if rocky want a dog he's gonna get a dog okay hey what's up guys it's me so much to alone oh hey what was it like when you made rocky oh hey yo i was i was sitting in our cafe and i said what if we did a script about box fight <laughs> so i did a box fighting script and uh then i won an academy award you know <laughs> Uh, Sylvester Stallone denies he's getting divorced. I'm still here. Oh, hey, how's it going? I was just <laughs> I reading about the... you and your dog. Oh, okay, continue. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone denies... <laughs> oh, he's still here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you just do that involuntarily sometimes? Yeah, yeah. Part, you know, like, I'm a method actor. <laughs> Was that part in the script? No, no, I've just been yelling that since I was a baby. It's a tick. I have Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> Adrian! <laughs> fuck. Wow. There's like a, flu- a fruit fly that's been hanging up in front of my face. And yeah. I, I feel like I'm just like coming to you guys from the insane asylum. And I'm like, <laughs> Renfield over here. <laughs> uh, Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> News broke Wednesday that Rocky stars the Rocky star's wife Jennifer Flavin Stallone filed for divorce after 25 Flavin! years. Sorry, his <laughs> marriage. One report claimed the couple had a blow up over a Rottweiler he recently bought that she did not want to get, but Sly is denying it. Uh, mm. We did not end the relationship on such a trivial argument. The actors told TMZ, while he admitted they disagreed over how to care for the dog. Uh, he said their issues ran deeper than the doggy Dwight. Oh, uh, we just went in different directions. He said, it's "Not uh, your fault, Dwight." Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You did nothing wrong. I have the highest respect for Jennifer. I will always love her. Blah blah blah. Uh, fueling rumors about the dog drama between the couple is the fact that Stallone recently covered a giant bicep tattoo he had of Jennifer's face with a tattoo of his old dog Butkus, a bull mastiff who appeared in Rocky and its sequel. Oof. You see, this is why you don't get a tattoo of your wife when you are Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. But we got a totally plausible excuse alert uh, coming up. Oh, just just prior to the couple's divorce announcement, the star's rep denied they were experiencing marital turmoil. His publicist told the Daily Mail uh, after the outlet posted photos showing Butkus's face on Sly's arm where Jennifer's once was, quote, Mr. Stallone intended to refresh the tattoo image of his wife, Jennifer. However, the results were unsatisfactory and unfortunately unfixable. Mr. Stallone loves his family. You know how sometimes you're trying to get your tattoo of your wife touched up, uh, but then they mess it up and so you have to cover it with a dog? Always happens to me, dude. That's like a regular occurrence. Like, you'd be surprised how often that happens. You're in the middle of getting your tattoo 
touched up of the one you love more than anything in the world. And then something, there's like a slip and then a dog is made. <laughs> it's very easy to accidentally make a dog in a tattoo parlor. This is. I mean, that's a good, good, that's a good cover up. I like just yeah. having a big tattoo of a dog more than uh, getting Winona forever changed to wino forever. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. That true. was one part of the Johnny trial where it was like, um, he was like talking about his tattoo mm-hmm. and he, she was like, what does that say? And then he was like, are you serious? And then he like got all mad and she was laughing because she mm-hmm. like thought he was joking or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, this is not a joke. Yeah. My <laughs> wino forever tattoo is not meant to be laughed at. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. it was like a really weird thing. And then everyone on the internet was just like, yeah, what a bitch. Who doesn't know about Wino Forever? <laughs> yeah, who doesn't think that's a completely serious tattoo you should never laugh at? I Ugh. I just like that Stallone is somehow like uncancelable just cuz all his like weird sex scandals happened way before Yeah. people like started paying attention to that stuff and yeah. and like all his movies are kind of like reactionary fairy tales. Right, right, and, right. Yeah, and his brother's like a hardcore MAGA guy, and uh, oh, yeah. no one ever points it out. Frank Stallone is still my favorite social media oh, he's follower. A he's a wonderful guy. You can tell. He's, he is like the ultimate boomer poster. Like now he's doing front facing videos in the car. Here's one of them. This morning, I was amazed in New York that, of the low turnout of the uh, Republican Party. That's really bad. You know, you want change, you talk about crime, you talk about this, New York City's falling apart, but you put someone like Jerry Nadler, who's basically a toadstool, put him (laughs) back in power. So if you want the same old, same old, very much driving, and that goes for Los Angeles, very simple. You keep voting along party lines and you will get the same thing you have now. Nothing will change. And I... I like Frank Stallone because, I mean, like the, it'd be so easy to feel compassion and pity for like a guy who's overshadowed by a more mm-hmm. famous brother. But yeah, a Frank Stallone. Yeah, but Frank Stallone's just like, nah, I'm going to be such a huge piece of shit that you could never, ever feel sorry for me in any situation. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like whenever there's just like um, a weird... A weird MAGA brother seems to be a thing that exists in like Hollywood. Just <laughs> yeah. like Randy Quaid, who's just like, you know, uh, I'm going to be the uglier Quaid who really wants to, you know, put the Mexicans in cages, you know, or I mean, it makes you like really respect Clint Howard because he has <laughs> every reason in the world to be a villain. And from all accounts, I could tell he's just a sweet, sweet, ugly man. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me wonder, like, when you have a MAGA brother, is it just that your brother has gone MAGA or is it that you both have? And uh, because the unfamous brother does not have to worry about getting like canceled or right. or blackballed or whatever, that they right. can say yeah. all the you things that maybe you secretly no want to. You can't get canceled if no one has subscribed, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, you can just kind of like do your thing of you know having uh, the most reactionary uh, reactionary opinions possible and you don't have to worry about not getting the movie whereas like Randy or uh, Dennis Quaid or uh, 
fucking um, Sylvester Stallone. They're definitely like, I don't really talk about politics. Yeah, that's that's, more the impression I get where they're like, yeah, I don't talk about that stuff because I still have to work. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, good for Stallone Mm -hmm. um, and his wife, uh, who is now a literal dog. (laughs) And I I hope it lasts a long time. I mean, he got a Rottweiler (laughs) named Dwight, who seems pretty cool. Yeah, My Dwight. Um, but yeah, also no, like if you're that famous what's the fight about the dog like i get if you're you know living in a two-bedroom apartment in la and right. you get a dog that you aren't going to take good care of but if you're stallone and you're like have a golf course in your backyard and you probably have like six houses like right and uh, you could hire a full-time guy who's like your your dog uh yeah, right your dog Maybe. nanny Maybe it was like an argument about discipline. Like he was like, everyone in my family spanks the dogs. Yeah, (laughs) right. Listen, part of a dog's like training regimen is licking peanut butter out of my asshole. And my wife. You can't ask a dog not to be a dog. Please stop putting peanut butter in your asshole and saying, licky Dwight. Dwight do licky lick. Because uh, apparently she thought that it was wrong, but. I haven't had a dog in the last 70 years that hasn't licked my asshole. And I'm not about to start now. All right? Me, yo. Hey. Hey. Hey, <laughs> There he goes. peanut butter on my asshole. Wouldn't it just be easier if you named the dog Adrian? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I already have five dogs named Adrian. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. At this point, I was like, I'm going to get a new one and call it Dwight. You're gonna look peanut butter on my asshole. Why'd you Why'd you name it Dwight? Oh, because it rhymes with fight. <laughs> I like fight movies. <laughs> I won an Academy Award for make a movie about box fight. Mm, box fight, yeah. Yeah, you ever watch box fight? <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, no, it's just type of sport. Oh, okay. Way. Oh, the Two sport. Box- Two bugs go in the ring and one man leaves. Oh, man. I yeah. I, yeah. Sounds good. I like when boxes. I like boxes in general. You want to lick peanut butter on my asshole? <laughs> oh, no, thanks. Jessica? <laughs> oh, All you know, right. She knows your name. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Hey, yo. <laughs> Gotta hey, yo. Mm-hmm. Flat, 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 Is it flat, weird flat. for you when Sylvester Stallone knows your name? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised for sure. I'm back. I'm oh. just a big. I'm a big fan of your comedy, so you know, I just, uh, cool. I just, I do know your name and stuff. So, uh, what's uh, your fa- your favorite joke of mine? Oh, I really like the one um, where you you go on stage and you're just like my pussy. <laughs> yeah, every- like. Everyone likes that one. I like when you talk about your pussy because it reminds me of vaginas. Your dog's pussy? My dog's pussy, yep. <laughs> oh, boy, got to write another screenplay. Got to yo. Boy, he sounds as his, his, his speech is very slurred these days. I think he had a stroke. Oh, okay. what, what else is in the news? <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, we have so much stuff in the news, Matt. Oh, thank God. For instance, Silicon Valley startup Sanas. Sanas? Mm-hmm. Or Sanus? I'm not sure. Um, okay. Sanus? S-A-N-U-S? S-A-N-A-S. Ah, uh, Sanus. It's a palindrome. Okay. Um, they have a lofty goal. Uh, make the brain into computer. Mm, uh, close. To make call center workers sound white and American, no matter the country wow. they're from. <laughs> I couldn't have even guessed that. Sorry, so it's sorry to bother you, the real life place. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, oh, my God. But with AI. Uh, and that's just the beginning of their grand plan. The voice tech company's website features a photo of a smiling man, cropped so you only see a disembodied toothy grin. Underneath the anonymous mouth, a demo invites you to, quote, hear the magic of Sanus. As you press play, you hear one side of a simulated conversation. A man with an Indian accent reads a familiarly tortured call center script about a missing package. Click the With Sanas slider, and the voice transforms instantly into something slightly robotic, a tad uncanny, and unmistakably white. Oh, do you have an audio of it? Ooh, that's a good. That's okay. It's on the website. We got to see oh, this. Oh, please, 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 please. If oh, you, if you it. can, if you can find it. Oh, hold on, hold on. If not, I will just Here delete this part. Yeah. 
Hear the magic. Okay, here's without Sanus. Hi, this is Alex from the customer service aid. How are you today? Great to hear. I'm doing very well. Thank with, you very with much. With are you ready? So, how can I help yes. you today? I'm so sorry about that. I'll be glad to help you. Can I get your full name, phone number, and address to check in on that order? Way better. <laughs> Do you happen to have oh, the order man. number so I can bring up your order? Thank you. Let me check on the status of your order. Give me a minute to check on that. This it is sounds just... like my dad. He <laughs> sounds like us. <laughs> this is... I trust. I trust. I trust. I, like. I trust. Thank God. Sound like white me. Oh. <laughs> sounds like white me. This is just uh, white chicks. The startup. This is in. This is the most insane. I love this. <laughs> Their website I love this should just so be so much. Should be Dave Chappelle and his like white white guy makeup. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I love it. Since its I'm August sorry. 2021 launch, Santa don't, says, "Don't you call me motherfuck, motherfuck chode. Don't you motherfuck, <laughs> motherfuck chode. Fuck you, motherfuck." But just like <laughs> complete American accent. <laughs> Uh, Santos has been showered with funding by investors. Amid a trying time for the tech industry, the Accent Translation Company, founded by three former Stanford students, uh, of course, uh, of snagged course. a $32 million Series A funding round in June 2022, which they claim is the largest ever for a speech technology service. Oh, God. Oh, what are we doing? We're fucking up because we aren't just pitching ideas to venture capital funds dude yeah I well think we I have to have be of this yeah but did you go to stanford oh fuck i've yeah. been in stanford well i used to work the farmer's market outside stanford, stanford. well there we go stanford, stanford. <laughs> excuse fuck me sir you, motherfuck fuck wouldn't you Chai-walla. how much would you pay for this tomato if i was whiter <laughs> So sorry think, about your package. God. I think it'd be funny to like, um, this is the app I would develop. It would be like- It's Roomba for you... feeding dogs. No, sorry. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Um, no, mine is, every time someone uses their phone, it just gets a little bit hotter. And mm -hmm. um, then it lights on fire one day. <laughs> <laughs> Epic pranks. That sounds good. Oh. <laughs> Epic pranks. And you can put it in someone else's phone. Oh. <laughs> like it gaslights them before it lights them on fire. <laughs> I like that. It keeps yeah. calling the wrong numbers on purpose. God, this is this is this is so fucking stupid that I'm almost impressed. Like I, I'm literally impressed. Cause well, the it's idea great because it's like, you know, they they how they say like the way to make money in a gold rush is not by digging for gold, but selling uh, pitchforks and shovels. Yes. Not yes. pitchforks, but pickaxes and yeah. shovels. Pick this is like this is like that for grifting, where it's like, okay, yes. you may, what if you didn't do the scam where right. you tried to get someone's uh, social security card over the phone? What if you sell the technology to make that person sound white? <laughs> I love it so much. It's so it's like the generalized assumption there is that when you call a call center trying to get your package returned, that if you hear an Indian voice, you're just like, Jesus Christ, 
well who are if when it's like <laughs> that is not it is literally just to be like yes i work for microsoft give me your social security mm-hmm. number <laughs> like this yeah. is is so i am a technician is, from apple this is on the level of like the wire people like that phone company that just sold burners to drug dealers <laughs> yeah. like it's like we know what you're doing here and you're supposed to be, may I have remote access to your computer? <laughs> Very we, good. I did don't... not kick your dog. I did not <laughs> kick your dog. <laughs> oh. We don't want to say that accents are a problem because you have one, Santa's president, Marty Serum, told We don't want to say that, all right? At least not with a weirdo accent. <laughs> We're not saying it. Yeah. We would never say that. We would somebody never. Somebody else. Somebody else says that and i think a lot of us think it we don't okay. think it well, not us i don't want to say that you're going to bring the property values down in the neighborhood no, but the market i would decides. never say that exactly i'm dude. not saying that you're too fat for a comedy <laughs> special but other people might say that i've heard yeah. around the water cooler talk that you might be a fat piece of shit <laughs> i would never I'm never not ever. That. I'm, I'm not in fact, I'm against people who think like that. I've but donated to Pete Buttigieg. I'm merely reporting that the president of the network was wearing a No Fat Chicks T-shirt the last time <laughs> we hung out, and and it seemed clear. I'm being to me. a friend by telling you that. Yes, <laughs> but I uh, don't think that. I think you're beautiful just the way your fat body is. With that said. <laughs> Please don't tell anyone I was talking to you. <laughs> exactly. And if you could just forget my phone number. Thank you. <laughs> They're only I filed a restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> They're only a problem because they cause bias and they cause misunderstandings. Uh, the tacit promise of Santa seems to be that callers will be p- more polite and more amenable to being helped if they think the person on the other end is more like them. Yeah. Ah, that's good. I feel like that's my new... That's my new favorite startup for the week. Oh, yeah, 100%. Startup of the week of the uh, Sorry to Bother You call center being real. You know what I would invest in? I would invest in a startup that uh, has like a translator app that mm-hmm. um, it keeps the people in tech support from saying they understand my problem and how frustrating mm-hmm. that could be. Like yeah. it, like if it was if it just was an AI that skips yes. all that. And makes the call last a third as long and uh, just focuses that. on the thing where they help me. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a good idea for a startup. I'm thinking a startup. Well, hello that's there, like... sir. We thank you for being a loyal customer. And I understand mm-hmm. how frustrating it is to not have internet access. Yeah. May I call you by your first name? <laughs> I know how frustrating it is to not be called by your first name. <laughs> yeah. I know People how frustrating it is me. for you to hear a non white accent over the phone. Yes. I do not want to spark rage within you by speaking with an accent. So I assure you, I am white, Christian, and very straight. Very straight. <laughs> they should make a, a startup that's like glasses that um, you put on so that when uh, so you only see white people. It's like the they live glasses. Yeah, it's the they live glasses, but you just see white people so that every time like uh you know some uh unarmed black man gets killed by the cops but you have the glasses on and you go like oh my god this is terrible <laughs> what if finally... we get those glasses to the cops 
Oh shit. Damn, startup well, see, idea. If everybody Talk had that, glasses. if everybody in the hood had that AI that just turned them white, think dude. about it, dude. Think about it, dude. dude. That would be crazy. Finally, yeah. we solve racism by fucking by just by by surrendering to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. What if we just give in to racism completely? Completely. <laughs> just be like, you know what? It is what it is. Time for everyone to paint themselves white with technology. <laughs> it's a good idea. Thank you for waiting. It looks like your order shipped to the wrong address. I'm so sorry about the mix-up. Let me see what we can do about correcting your order. <laughs> correcting yes, your order. it looks like your order shipped to the wrong address. I'm so sorry about the mix-up. Let's see what I can do about correcting you. Please give me your social security number and your mother's maiden name. I just the idea of it like accidentally failing and you're just like, oh, I thought I was talking to a white guy. What the fuck? Wait, what was that I heard? Yeah. You sounded funny for a second. Have you ever been? Did you just say chai walla? (laughs) These are things I... I, the only a while back, Hindi I know is from the movie Slumdog Millionaire. I'm sorry. <laughs> a while back, I was in the I was in the in a tow truck. I was getting my car towed, and I'm in the tow truck cab hmm. with the tow truck driver, and he's like talking on speakerphone, and he gets a call that's very clearly like a robocall uh, yeah. from someone who's like telling you there's like a problem with your taxes or some shit, and yeah. he's like having a five minute conversation with this thing that's very clearly not a person. <laughs> And oh, no. it's at that point you realize like like 80% of the population over the age of 60 is just like completely ill-equipped completely to deal. Ill-equipped. They can't. I know. I know. The level of scams that are happening right now. I know. I know. Uh, it's funny. Francesca was telling me about her, uh, her dad and stepmom. Um, they have a new email address every two years because (laughs) some cable company will call them up and convince them to switch. And so they have like there it's, it's like comcast.net sbcglobal.com directtv.com. Like every time it always changes. They're like, well, we have to change our email addresses. So let's fucking do it. They just yeah. like they can't. They don't understand the predatory nature of phone calls at this point. The or they're still operating just for predators, and they're still operating under the assumption that like you could just switch to an unlisted phone number and you'll be safe for mm-hmm. a while. Yes. Um. I have to pee so bad. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Okay. Keep keep okay. recording. All right. Okay. Ugh, finally. Oh, yeah, he's gone. Now we can talk about like funny stuff. He's just a sweet guy and a, a really big supporter of um, of large women. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. There's poems about large women. I like that. Leonard. I feel like those are poems that should probably be folk songs, but he never bothered to like learn to play guitar or sing. What are you guys talking about? Um, Jessica was reading me uh, Leonard Nimoy's poetry. Oh, nice. Speaking of Holocaust survivors. Was he, he a Holocaust say- survivor? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's the first I've heard. I he, mean, I know he it- seems a little. I guess he he would have been a child, right? Um, Are you a Holocaust survivor just because you were Jewish, um, and in Europe at the time of the Holocaust, or do you need to actually have been in a camp? 
Mm, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I'm I'm saying unless you if you don't have like the little tattoo on your forearm, it doesn't count. Yeah, that's feels like that is it's like a hell, requirement. Yeah, if you're a hell's angel, like you have to have the jacket, you know. Okay, was, this is amazing. Okay. Um, Leonard Nimoy did this thing called the Full Body Project. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it was just like photographs of, of large dick. women. Oh, hell yeah. And nice. um, who are these women? Why are they in these pictures? What are their lives about? How do they feel about themselves? These are some of the questions I wanted to raise through the images in this collection. God, I love I love Leonard Nimoy for this. He just yeah. he just is all about he's the opposite of that um New York Times person. He's yeah. just like the more the more titties the better. I love the the idea that Leonard Nimoy is like he looks like a skinny the skinny guy who likes fat chicks, you know what I mean? I like love that, it. He he looks like yeah you know he's got that the like the same vibe of like Adam Driver you know fucking yeah. l- fucking Lena Dunham like a stuck pig. Have you guys you know seen I mean? that? Have you guys seen that? Um, uh, I don't think that's how you usually use that simile, but I like what you did with it. Yeah, no, I like a, a stuck pig just being someone who's fucked. I'm sorry, what what were you saying? There's an image of Kermit fucking Miss Piggy on the oh, internet. Oh yeah. Yeah, that is just like one of my favorite images ever Mm -hmm. because she's just like on her back and her legs spread and he's like (laughs) over the top, just like (laughs) it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's like a there's a type of guy. It's like a tall, lanky guy who likes bigger girls. And I feel like I never thought of Leonard Nimoy as as that type, but he fits perfectly. That's exactly right. Yeah, just him, just fondling big old famous titties, large women respecter. Yeah, I respect large women too. She, do you? I yeah, I do. I respect large women. I just happened to marry um someone with the you know the right who's skinny like a bird. Now the only reason I'm questioning was the way you said like a stuffed pig made me. I, I said stuck pig. But I mean, said, you know, you stuck pig? Yeah, I used stuck pig. I used it wrong, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I yeah, I just, you know, it just I just cuz I say that doesn't mean I also don't respect big women. I love big women. Big women. Uh, are... you're you're getting canceled right now, buddy. Oh fuck. Yeah. Right now. Oh no. It's happening. Joss Whedon uh, over here. It would be really funny to do a game show called You're Cancelled. Oh, I'm sure that exists at New York open mics. <laughs> Positive of it. But I, like it just... it'd be cool if there was like noises and like you get slimed or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you like have to talk about a certain topic without getting canceled. Yeah, but you yeah, like yeah. have no ed- you have no education about it. Yeah, it that's feels actually, like it's a really good idea. It feels like Bill Burr is trying to play that game in every single one of his like new stand up things, and I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't think you have to try and play this game. Like, I think you well, could just. But the great thing about Bill Burr doing it is he is a master at. I mean, I'll be real; I haven't seen his last special. 
So I'm just talking about the time he hosted Saturday Night Live. But he's a master at finding the really good angle that pits one. Yes, that's kind of why I turned on another one. That's why I turned on his latest special, but then it was like that, but like not good. And it was just but like not some, some, sometimes. Okay, sometimes I feel like he's like the master of that, where it's like, "Ooh, you found a good angle." Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like, "This isn't that good of an angle." Right. I'm yeah. sorry, it's yeah. not that good. It's just yeah. him. It's just, it's just you talking about a thing that I don't want to hear about anymore. Yeah, or it's like yeah. you just found a way to talk about women and in like the way you really feel. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, and... the, the angle has to be really solid in order for you to be like, damn, you know, that's that was great. But it, it, any less than perfection and you kind of go like, well, now you're just telling the same joke that everyone else does and says they're going to get canceled for. It's, I think uh, he, he yeah. obviously is really good and has like a lot of really good jokes. But oh, yeah, he's kind of got this clout at this point where people apply it to everything he says where I'm like. I don't know that that is. Yeah. That one could have used a little more time in the oven, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think maybe the, anyone. Who, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think maybe the pandemic also hurt comedy in that way where like the specials mm-hmm. that came out right after comedians did like a year and a half of not, uh, not Leaving testing things out at open mics and being on the road. <laughs> and it's just like, this is sort of like a half baked, like rough draft of a joke and, right. uh, probably could have used some refining. And also it's like the other thing that, that hurt comedians is not going outside and like having a social life for a while means that the only things that you're going to talk about are things that everyone was talking about on the internet. Yeah. So you just are the, yeah. the fifth person, you know, in like two weeks, fifth stand up comedian to have a special about CRT. And you're just like, <laughs> right. Oh God, what are we doing? And it's like, it, it doesn't even matter what side you're, you're on in these like, like pseudo political. Cause like, they're all kind of like, I'm not political. I'm just a dumb guy. Mm-hmm. And then the opinion <laughs> is the opinion you heard a thousand times, yeah, whether it's right. like good or bad or whatever the yeah. fuck, but it's just like the subject they're, they're trying to do the played. They're trying to do like from the mouths of babes takes when at, like as a 40 year old man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can't really play that. You're not like, yeah, an you're not allowed caveman, to be so. like, Hey, you know, as, as a representative of just every man and a child, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you can read now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you, you everyone has this ability uh, to uh, do a little resource, research, research, you need Santa's. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, me too. You want to like peanut butter off my asshole? Everyone has the ability to read and read a research. Yeah. If you can read research and you can research and I can read research, everyone can read research. I'm sorry you're having this problem with your computer. <laughs> I know how frustrating that can be. Yes. I love it when I'm like trying to be all like everyone should read and then I have lost all of my language abilities. Well, what else is happening in the news, man? Well, I don't know about the news, but I think, uh, I think you watched, well, I watched that dragon show. I said I wasn't going to watch the dragon show. Yeah. Um, and then I turned on the dragon show. And the very first shot was a fucking dragon. And I went, 
Ugh. And then I watched the whole thing anyway. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I'm oh, being strong. That's good. That's, uh, I know honestly, that they just they did the thing that I made fun of all the Star Wars people where it's like, now Yoda's a baby. Look at it. It's a cute Yoda yeah. baby. And they did basically like the exact same thing with Game of Thrones. But uh, I, mean, I still watched but it's it. it's the Night King. Yeah, it's a baby night king. Oh, look at him. (laughs) He's got a rattle, but it's just a very small ice spear, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I watched it. The only reason I watched it was because a few people who I follow on Twitter, who I respect their opinions, said, oh, it's actually kind of good. Right. And I was like, that's kind of what happened to me. Because, yeah, in concept, um it's bad like they they decided to do a prequel series about the targaryens which to me were always the corniest of any of the game of thrones houses like they mm -hmm. sorry like they'll have the fucking white wigs like they're elves from the tolkien universe yeah 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 i kind of feel like they're like what was what was the edgiest thing that people liked the most about like game of thrones like mm-hmm. and how can we put the most of that in there and like it's incest so yeah yeah totally that. totally yeah they're like <laughs> okay we need we definitely need to do the most incestuous family but also one that rides the dragons mm-hmm. um i did incest <laughs> and dragons i mean that's that's our our bread and butter right there. that's our bread and butter yeah um ever since they made rape bad um, but yeah, uh, I felt like, um, it was, you know what it was? It was surprisingly mundane, but it was just interesting enough to like make me probably watch the second episode when it comes out. Look, it was when like, you have a drama that comes down to like the medieval lines of succession right. and there's a, and there's a joust tournament. Ah, oh, it's just like, I can't, I can't not watch it. It's just, it's. Yeah, like I mean, you found and, my weak spot. Yeah, I mean, because I like fantasy shit in general, and I also, um, I, you know, I at the end of the day, no matter how bad that last season of Game of Thrones was, and how it kind of ended on a pretty fucking shitty note, um, I feel like in general the show was well written and looks yeah. good, and you know, you can, it's enjoyable. It's certainly yeah. more passable well, than most of the shit that comes out on streaming. So I enjoyed it from that aspect, but I did also realize that like. A big thing that they're missing in the show is there's just no Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can really hang with a show that doesn't have Peter Dinklage in it. And, yeah. And has dragons. Because, like, and I they got watch... like a main character who's like uh, Khaleesi meets Arya Stark, but uh, like, right. w- but not as identifiable in some way. Like, kind of like. Yeah, because cause she's still the queen you know yeah. and so or like future she's a princess so she's still like royalty they like they sanded just... off the rough edges of those characters and made it more right. like the reason they made it more the thing that it was uh a reaction to in the beginning right right yeah and it, and that's the thing like for people who didn't like fantasy, I felt like Game of Thrones was a great show because you could like I remember Francesca was like averse to watching it. She's like, I don't give a shit about dragons and kings and stuff mm-hmm. like that's just mm-hmm. not my bag. And that's like a, for a lot of people, I think. Um, and then when we watch Game of Thrones, she was like, oh, this is fucking great. You know, because yeah. it's not really uh, th- that kind yeah, of show. The way I always described it was it's sort of 
it's more just like a medieval show uh like told mm-hmm. from the mindset of uh how they would actually be thinking then which is like involves like a certain amount of like magic and like supernatural shit right but also like just like, like they would mostly... believe in witches and fucking mad and dragons and shit back then right but also like mostly like hor- horny driven like mm-hmm. a horny driven mm-hmm. show about fucking that where dragons and magic exists. Like I-, I felt like watching Game of Thrones was just like watching a really, really like a simperingly horny nerd. <laughs> a simpering <laughs> a simpering horny nerd just writing uh, like like mid edging. That's what it felt like, like a lot of backed up cum. Uh-huh. And and there's something about that where you're just like, I, I feel it's like you're in a little bit. You're middle well, I also think it. it was I think it was good for the, a lot of the same reasons that The Wire is good, where it's like mm-hmm. it's not told from the perspective of the most moral and most righteous character wins. It's right. It's told from the perspective of like, yeah, the most moral and righteous character is going to get their head chopped off in this. Right, universe. right, right. I listened to some podcasts and they had it, uh, it's called imaginary worlds. Have you guys ever listened to that? Mm-mm. No, um, I didn't know there were like... other podcasts, <laughs> uh, but he was, he had a political science person on and he said that game of Thrones was like the most um, accurate, like uh in terms of like the way politics oh yeah i mean like watching it you can uh, like there's a lot of easter eggs for like medieval history nerds like it's a lot like even now he was saying he was saying like uh khaleesi would kind of like if you put her in modern times like she'd actually be like kind of a neoconservative like she's kind Mm. of a george she's kind of a george (laughs) bush actually right yeah She's like appealing to like, she's, oh, we're she's gonna like, make the world a good place, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. She's like, uh, she's like, uh, yeah, a neocon. I like that. Yeah, she would be that. That that is true. And then you know, just like gets really mad and burns everything to the ground. She's uh, <laughs> she's every she's every like uh, right wing dude's fear of a woman in charge, which is like they're gonna which be on their why period. They had to have her- lose her shit at the end right exactly which is one of the most amazingly stupid choices that i think has ever been made in tv history was just like that was the most upset i've ever been watching a show yes i was like so like i almost felt like i'd been through a trauma dude francesca feels this exact same way and i'm like (laughs) you're not wrong I watched it at my friend's house and she had gone to sleep and I like watched it on my computer because I was out of town. And I just remember like being like after watching it, like, can I wake my friend up? Or like, (laughs) and I just like woke up in the morning and she was like, I made coffee. And I was like, I did not have a good night, dude. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at the end there, they were stuck, like they had to have sort of a heel turn for her just because otherwise totally. otherwise she's like yeah. oh she's like strong women girl boss rules the world right no, uh, they character. needed to have something like that and so yeah. and, and so they needed to have some sort of heel turn but then the heel turn they chose was like what if the dragon was like her her feminine hysteria or like her period comes and then <laughs> yeah, uh, that was and exactly then she just wrecked and like and when we we're talking about like finding an angle i feel like george r, r. martin probably would have found an angle there but yes, he he yes, was exactly. gone by that point and exactly. no one was there to find an angle yes 
That's that. That's the whole thing. Is like it's the choices that were made didn't have an angle. The angle ended up being just kind of like the most I don't know, like boilerplate, like almost like a paint by numbers. Yeah, you know, all women then J- Jon Snow doesn't want to fuck her anymore because they're related. Then she's just like, oh, I guess I'll just kill everybody. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, no, you you have to give her a real like reason. Just, just fuck your wives, by the way. Right. You know, yeah, like just I know that they're like more familiar to you now, and they might like not feel like as hot and strangery as they did before. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> you're nervous around her dragons, mm-hmm. but like just fuck your wives and then write a real story for Daenerys. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I it was it was uh, it was done in the worst way possible an ending that could have been i think you know it wouldn't have been satisfying no matter what i think it's yeah, just like no, impossible to please everyone yeah. but it was almost well, like it's... they they chose the worst possible one i which mean is the one entire... of the reasons i didn't want to watch the show because i was like fuck you right well i mean the entire like the entire concept is sort of built around refuting the idea that the uh like the arc of the universe bends towards justice or whatever like the idea which is and so like in going against that you're basically saying that there is no end point of history like there is no right like we're not living at any sort of pinnacle of world events Mm -hmm. like things just happen and time goes on and they change and so like the idea of that sort of cuts directly against all the things that you would need to have like a cathartic ending Uh, yeah exactly i mean i still think they could have done it in the in the way that like the, the sopranos like if it had ended with that scene of polly fucking sunning himself uh, in front of Satrials while he tries to shoo, shoo the cat away that he thinks is the ghost of Christopher. Like that's a great ending because it doesn't yeah, really you, end, you but it's get like kind of poetic with yes. it and like right. and like kind but, of be in the moment in terms of like just have like this reflective moment where we can just like kind of like I don't know like you can take a breath and step back and be like oh that was you know the tap the, you know I like like independent movies that don't really have an end, but like. Just like the guy like gets on his bike and bikes really hard or whatever. Right. And you just watch him on a bike. Or or Timothy Chalamet like sort of cries. Staring sexily into the fire. Sexily into the distance thinking about how he fucked that peach. He fucked and then the dude ate it. That Um, was a hot movie though. Oh yeah. 100%. For sure. Maybe the Um, hottest movie I've seen. Yeah. But no, I mean, honestly, they would have done better to just actually have the white walkers like literally kill everybody and win and then that's the end that like i i would have been like <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right that's that's true because at the end of the day the white walkers are just this you know i don't know if it's a climate change allegory but it's just it's the allegory of like universal doom that uh, uh, uncontrolled uh fucking uh natural or unnatural doom is going to kill everybody and that's fine it's better than being like, okay, so Bran's going to show up and he's the king now. Jon Snow's going to go hang out with the White Walkers. Um, Arya's sailing, I think. Um, Brienne of Tarth is straight now. Yeah, Brienne of Tarth is straight because um, I think that's more holy. And... It, yeah, it was just like they tried to like to like find a middle ground and and uh, failed miserably. Kind of like the Biden ten thousand dollars thing, you know? I, it's just I, like, oh, perfect. 
I do think that this is why I haven't watched the new one and why I think I'm mm-hmm. going to try not to. I'm pretty mad. I'm mad yeah. and I am sad. <laughs> but it, what if, what if, um, what if, what if, 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 um, if, if, um, like <laughs> Daenerys snapped, right? But like mm-hmm. instead of f- fire everyone in the whole city, she just flew up and like, and like flamed Cersei. Right. In a, in a really shitty way. And then Jamie came in and hold, held Cersei and they flamed together. And then we'd be like, no, we like Jamie too. Uh, we Now we feel complicated. Yeah. Like, yeah. That would have been an okay heel turn where it's just like. Mm-hmm. She does like one one more murder, you know, just and like. Then, ooh, and we could have done some kind of hot stuff with Jon Snow where, where then like she's like pretty predatory towards him and starts threatening him if he doesn't mm-hmm. have sex with her. Now that, yeah, I mean, it should have just been like actually get give Daenerys the the arc that uh you've been the arc hinting of the at covenant the whole time. No, yeah, like, <laughs> no, the arc they were hinting at the whole time is that like she wants to be queen, but she also is like trying to like help the world. She claims so. Give her a choice. She either has to help the world by defeating the White Walkers and therefore dying. But saving the world, or she chooses the power of the throne. Like, like they instead they didn't do any of that. They just were like, "No, we gotta make it so that if you kill Night King, everybody die too." Because then, uh, when no more Night King, then everybody die. Like, if that were the case, just let, why is the Night King on the front lines fighting? He should just be hanging in the back in the north, you know, fucking just being like, "I gotta make sure I don't die because if I die, then everyone dies." Stupid. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to relitigate the Game of Thrones ending, but I will say we have trouble. We need to work through it. We do. The new (laughs) dragon show, um, it's like it's watchable and I I enjoyed it. uh, Annoyingly watchable, I would say. uh, Yeah, yeah. Although I didn't like necessarily find myself um you know, laughing at any moment, which is, I, I think, a really important part of mm-hmm. why I liked Game of Thrones is that it's also really funny. And yeah, uh, they, they didn't do that. So I'm kind of we'll nervous see. about um, the talk and stuff. Me too. Me too. I'm nervous uh, because just, Jeff mm. Bezos, some of it looks pretty corny. Mm-hmm. But I mean, are... you're we, are you thinking of watching that? I mean, well, yeah, I, I have to. Mm. Look at, yeah. I got this nice, I got this nice, beautiful. Oh, is that a porn book? Beautiful <laughs> pornographic. Lord of the Rings porn. And it dude. has a map on the inside. But, mm-hmm. and I've been, I've been looking forward to the series because I'm you like. You shall not come on my face. <laughs> I've been looking. Oh, Saruman, put it in my butt. <laughs> Horny Gandalf. <laughs> okay. Character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God, this is dusty as fuck though. Um, mm. But yeah, I have to watch it, but I know it's going to be painful. And it's like when the Hobbit movie came out, I was really excited for that. And I yeah, was I like know. a lot younger and more naive. And I was going through a breakup and mm. it was my, my birthday time. And then my friends went with me to, and I was like, will you guys come with me to see the Hobbit movie? But they're like cool girls. So they mm. were like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, I love the Hobbit. I'm so, I've been looking forward to this for so long. Cause it used to be every year on my birthday, I went to see the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh-huh. And now I get to restart that tradition again. Right. And then I was in the theater, like just being like, oh, this is the one thing that's going to help me get through this devastating breakup. 
and yeah. it was really, and then they made it sucky it was really bad and my friends were laughing and like joking around <laughs> and i was just like Aww. so heartbroken <laughs> yeah. just like devastated <clears throat> i wasn't as mad as game of thrones though i was more just sad i was like oh they didn't do a good job but the game of thrones mm-hmm. one i was like you guys really were trying to do something and it didn't it, it was like irresponsible somehow like it was like mm-hmm. it was I like was fucked up you had all of our hearts you know mm-hmm. and you're a storyteller and it's like yeah you're trying to say something about the world works and i get that and you're gonna kill off characters we love i get that mm-hmm. um but um because you know the red wedding was like oh that was devastating but it wasn't yeah. like what mm-hmm. right you right. know it was like yeah like that that's this show is intense these stories yeah. are intense but like it, it is like you can't just you gotta you gotta care about your people watching you can't be like well that's the story I'm sorry, Daenerys was crazy. Yeah, what can I say? The bitches be like that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I got another one. The black cock shall not avail you, flame of Udun. (laughs) That's him talking about black cock. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Fuck me, you fool. Uh, Gandalf the horny mm-hmm, new mm-hmm. character on the film drunk broadcast. <laughs> Does it, anyone like it? Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's yeah. I think you. Right. I think you one up to uh, Sly Stallone. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. Solid B plus show. Um, I mean, the honestly, the solid solidest of B pluses. They did. Yeah. It, it was a nice throwback to game of thrones in that while i was watching it i was like god damn why is my tv so fucking dark all of a sudden i feel like i got the brightness turned up all the way and i still can't see shit and i i feel like i haven't had that experience since the original game of thrones Um, obi-wan show was like that oh yeah i i didn't i didn't watch it i it got so many bad reviews i just couldn't it was bad but i just like coasted on ewan Mm. mcgregor's face the whole way dude oh wow i just i just like slid on his voice like i don't even remember the show but i just watched the whole thing like yeah so it was just like he's just hot yeah he i think ewan mcgregor's hot though Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you guys agree Oh yeah, I mean, sure. I think he's like one of the hottest people in the world, especially as he's gotten older. Totally, and it's just like you know, you have the history of him like being in Moulin Rouge and shit, mm-hmm. and he's just like was so romantic, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I hated that movie, but I still thought he was hot in that movie. Oh, I love that movie so much. I watched it all the time. Mm-hmm. Look to my coming at first light on the fifth day. I will come on your face. It's cool. Getting off the home. You did it again. I didn't think mm-hmm. you could top yourself, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's been a pod. I will not say do not come, for not all come is evil. All right. Uh, yeah, that's been a pod. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like what you know. I just you know. There's so many great quotes. You know. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, like not even a the period is never hard. late, Frodo Baggins. <laughs> nor is a period early. A period arrives exactly when it's. Ex- all right, I'm done. Not yeah, all those who come are horny. 
<laughs> Tell me, Saruman, when did Saruman the Wise abandon reason for madness? Suck my dick! <laughs> go to go! No, you just, you um, just tanked it off. He just right. he flew off on the back of a giant eagle. It was crazy. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, friend, uh, sorry. Uh, Jessica Seely, thank you so much for coming back on the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to just not know what's going on or not know about like shitty new startups and then to come on here mm-hmm. and then and I tell just, you about the terrible things. Just like get to know really just how shitty everything is. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So thanks We're for happy, having me. Happy to do that for you. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Um, if, if you're like on any sort of Instagram or TikTok, it'll be at Jessica Seely. Twitter's at jseely. Check it out. Jessica Seely on all of the social media platforms. Frogcast at gmail.com. For all of your questions, comments, and concerns, patreon.com slash frogcast for the Patreon bonus episodes. That's us talking about, well, it's this. This is what you're listening to. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. Again, you guys are slacking on the voicemails, and we miss we miss hearing We miss from you. it. Do it. Um, Jessica, that was a great face. Um, I was trying to do Quasimodo. It worked. All right, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, good night and eat the beans. <laughs> Gandalf. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life altering. And if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.